This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You may not have heard the name Lena Khan, but the big tech companies certainly know her. She's the new chair of the Federal Trade Commission, and she's looking to crack down on the power of the tech giants wield. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here talking about Khan is Maggie Reardon, who co-wrote the profile alongside our colleague Laura Hatala. So who is Lena Khan? So Lena Khan is the new uh, Federal Trade Commission chair, and she is um, uh, a lawyer who has been tapped to uh, take on this role. And um, what's really like very interesting about her is, I mean, she's 32 years old <laughs> and just out of law school, just a few years out of law school. But she, in the world of antitrust, um, she's basically considered a rock star. Why is that? Why why is she a antitrust rock star? Well, she's done a lot of um, legal scholarship looking at uh, competition, antitrust, things like privacy, and really going to the heart of like, what do these companies look like? What are their their business cases like? And she's really um, sort of the leader of a movement in antitrust to kind of go back in time a bit and um, to, to look at competition in a different way than we've sort of viewed it for the last, you know, 40, almost 50 years, which is not just looking at prices and price outcomes for consumers, but kind of looking more holistically at like, what is the outcome for consumers? What is the outcome for other businesses that might compete with that particular business? And given this different tack that she's taking, like, how do you think she changes how the FTC approaches things? Will she have sort of an overall effect on the way that commission runs? Well, what's interesting about her is she really is um, coming from more of an activist type of point of view, and um, she's a legal scholar. So she's sort of looking at it from the legal scholarship data kind of world um, and very activist sort of driven. So I think the, the hope among her supporters is that she's going to have a positive effect on antitrust in terms of moving the needle um, in a different path. I think there are folks who, uh, from the industry perspective, who fear her because they say, you know, she's written all these papers and articles that really kind of attack the big tech companies like Facebook and Amazon. And so they're very fearful that uh, she's going to push an agenda that really uh, clamps down more on their business models and makes it difficult for them to acquire companies or um, get into new businesses or continue the, the business that they've, they've been doing and, and potentially even break them up. Right. And it's, you mentioned Amazon and Facebook, and both companies have asked her to recuse herself from some upcoming cases against them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, what really kind of gained her rock star status was a paper that she wrote while she was at Yale Law School. Um, 
about Amazon and uh, basically calling out Amazon for uh, what she viewed as being a, a monopolist. Um, and so she's also written papers about Facebook and she helped, um, she worked for the, uh, the Judiciary Subcommittee in the House of Representatives coming up with their 449 page report, basically calling these companies out as monopolists. And so the companies are looking at that and they're saying, you know, she clearly has uh, an agenda here and a point of view that they think is um, not going to be well for them. <laughs> and so they say, you know, because of that, um, viewpoint that she has, she shouldn't be allowed to uh, really weigh in on any of these investigations that the FTC has underway or, you know, really take any enforcement action. But, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've talked to some experts about this and they're just like, yeah, that's not what a conflict of interest is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask, that was a natural follow-up. It's like, how unusual and how realistic is that request? Yeah. I mean, a conflict of interest would be more something like, let's say she worked for Amazon and then Amazon wanted to acquire a competitor and um, she didn't take action or and she let the, the, the thing go through because she has shares in Amazon stock or something like that's what a true conflict of interest would be. You know, the fact that she has a perspective and has um, actually, you know, looked at the the business models of the companies and formed an opinion is not necessarily a uh, conflict of interest. Um, and also, you know, you have to take into account like, yeah, the company should be worried, but, you know, as a lawyer and as a regulator, you know, she has to also look at the record. Um, and, and that's what the enforcement action you know, should be based upon. And that's what all the regulators do. Right. And just for our listeners' benefit, uh, just uh, quickly, I don't know if you could recap, what are the, the various cases going on against Amazon and Facebook? What, what are the FTC going after these companies for? So there are um, investigations and cases against the companies for what they consider, um, you know, monopolistic behavior. So, for example, with... Um, Facebook, you know, the case is really sort of about that, you know, the company is so big and, uh, you know, consumers really don't have another option when it comes to um, to going to another social media platform. So the FTC has been, you know, investigating them and, and has, you know, is trying to build a case on them against that. There's also, you know, potential privacy concerns that the FTC would um, also be looking into. Uh, with regard to something like Facebook, where, you know, they are inherently, um, or at least according to writings that that uh, the chairwoman has put out, you know, previously, you know, something like Facebook, they, their business model is built upon um, getting data about consumers. And so can they really protect that data? And so that those are the kinds of things that the FTC um, is looking at. And what do the companies say about this, like the, those accusations? Um, they say that it, it's not true, right? They say that they, you know, particularly when we're talking about the the monopolistic behavior, you know, they're saying that there's lots of competition out there and that, you know, they aren't abusing their power and that they aren't too big. <laughs> um, so, you know, they say that this and, you know, they've been working, you know, it's interesting because it's not just the FTC that's looking at this, right? The DOJ is looking at this. Congress is looking at this. Uh, there are, you know, six bills um, 
that are working their way through Congress that could uh, be passed that would really change the antitrust landscape. Um, and so everybody's sort of looking at this and the companies know that and they know that there's an appetite to do something. And so, for example, Facebook is really trying to work with Congress to uh basically shape the legislation and um, and lobby for that. So, you know, they know something is coming, but but they in general, their stance is like, we're not the bad guys here. This our services are free. Um, consumers benefit from them. In the case of Amazon, they generally get, you know, lower prices um, with Facebook. Facebook is free. They're saying that if you get too heavy handed on the regulation, that that those benefits are going to go away for consumers. OK, and. You know, we talked a lot about Amazon and Facebook, but it's not just those two, right? Google and Apple are also uh, in the sights of both the FTC and other regulators. Yes. And in fact, they those companies were specifically um, named in the 449-page uh, report that the Judiciary Subcommittee committee in the House had put out in the fall. And so, yeah, so they're targets of all of this as well. Uh, talk a little bit of it about uh, Khan's background I mean, where did she come from and like, sort of how did she get to the position that she holds now? Yeah. So, you know, everybody who we have talked to who has known her is like, you know, she's just she's just a rock star <laughs> in, in terms of a person who's just very, very capable and does things really well. So she she was a star, you know, even in college. She um, then went to uh to a think tank in Washington, um, the New America Foundation. And um, she started working and writing articles for uh, the Open Markets Program at New America. And, and that's where she really started to research and concentrate um, on like the America's political economy and, and the evolution of antitrust law. And so she looked at things like uh, the food industry first, and then she sort of, you know, focused in on tech. And then she went to law school and she went to Yale. And in 2017, she she wrote this paper that basically was a takedown of um, sort of how we currently view antitrust. And that was sort of that explanation I gave a little earlier about like that prices are the only thing you need to worry about when you think about antitrust. And her view was like, no, we need to think about other harms that could happen to consumers. And so that really kind of launched her as this sort of rock star in antitrust and this progressive movement. And, you know, she was very well known in those circles. And, and you had people like um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who was uh, one of the Democrats vying for uh, the presidential nomination, who really took up this idea of like, maybe we need to break up these big tech companies. And that really sort of fueled, again, her um, her rock, rock star status. And then she went um, from there, uh, she sort of simultaneously, you know, or she went to the FTC and, and worked for one of the commissioners there. Um, and and then she went to the, the House Judiciary Committee uh, to help them. Um, and she became a, a professor of law at Columbia and continued publishing on these issues and um, and doing some legal research. And um, and then we had the election of, of President Joe Biden and, you know, a big progressive movement within the De Democratic Party. Um, and that's kind of how she was sort of in the right place at the right time, I guess you'd say, for this position. Got it. And and just look going forward and looking at 
the makeup of the FTC commissioners. Here's how effective you think she'll be in the coming months and, and years. Well, you know, a lot of people have applauded uh, the fact that she was named to this position, right? Because this is, you know, as I kind of described before, it's a little unusual because a lot of times you get regulators who, you know, people in government for a long time have tended to sort of float between industry, the industry that they regulate and government. And so we've seen a lot of that happening. And, and she hasn't really had that past at all. She's been more of an activist. So that's, that's you know, one sort of like makes her a bit unusual. But she, um, you know, the fact is that she still is one person on a five member commission. So she needs at least three votes to get anything done. And right now there are three Democrats and two Republicans on the FTC, but one of the Democrats, um, the president has named to a new position. And so once that commissioner leaves, that's going to leave the FTC with two and two. Um, And in, you know, these government positions, when you've got them split two and two between Democrats and Republicans, you, you can't really get anything uh, controversial done. So, you know, President Biden, depending on who he nominates for that third Democratic position on the FTC would really matter because there could be someone who's not quite as progressive as uh, as Khan. And then that could, you know, throw a monkey wrench into her agenda. Um, or if he just sort of leaves the the seat unfilled for a while, that could also be problematic. And then there's also the, the Department of Justice, which also uh, brings enforcement action against um, a lot of these big companies. And so far, there's nobody uh, that the president has appointed who's really the head of the antitrust division at the DOJ. And so who he picks for that position will also be very telling um, because the FTC and the DOJ really sort of work hand in hand. So if he he picks a progressive, that is a sign that they, she could be very effective. If it's um, someone who's a bit more moderate, who uh, maybe thinks more incremental change is better than some of her, you know, sort of bigger, bolder ideas, then um, then I think, you know, it'll be questionable about how much she can really get done. Got it. A lot to look forward to. Maggie, thank you for your time and your insight. You can check out our story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.